Spirit of God, have your way. It's a good thing to have on the journey is the Spirit of God. Some of the things that we're going to say today will be connected to the seniors specifically. The title of the sermon is The Journey and the Goal. And it's kind of been our theme today as we thought through having the second graders come. And it won't be long before Jacob McKibben will be over here on this side with those seniors. And uh, my Madeline will be over there too. But this is part of their journey. This is part of their life. And you grandparents and great-grandparents know that. But you're on your journey still, wherever it may take you. So uh, I want to talk about this morning a couple of things that are maybe specific to them, but are rele- relevant to all of us. Um, these principles are not anything new, but they're steadfast and they're true. I want to talk about two prophets who were on a journey. Elijah, J-A-H, and then Elisha. Elijah came first, but then Elisha followed him. You can read the other story in First and Second Kings. But this is their journey. Just to remind you that Elijah was the one who called down fire from heaven against the 450 prophets of Baal. And uh, tremendous, powerful ministry of miracles that were part of his life. You'll also recall that it was Elijah that Jesus saw on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember when Jesus took Peter, James, and John and they went up on the mountain and all of a sudden Jesus was transfigured before them. And they all bowed down. And they looked, and Simon Peter could see Elijah standing there and Moses. Moses always represents the law, but Elijah represents the prophets. Elijah is also the one that Jesus said that John the Baptist had that anointing of a spirit, of a prophet. But he represents the prophets, very powerful. But that was his journey in life. Little did he know as a child that he would end up being talked about for several thousand years. But Elisha was following him. So this is the story of him following him on the journey from these different cities. I'm reading in 2 Kings, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10. And it came to pass that when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said unto Elisha, You stay here, please. Just stay here, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. He made a decision on his journey to have a purpose and a plan. So they went to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and they said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know, but just keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on this journey on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went and they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and they said, Do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered and he said, Yes, I know, but just keep silent. And then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and fifty of the men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle. He rolled it up and he struck the water. And it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, 
please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. You can go and read the rest of the story. You'll know that he did see him taken up. Elijah is the one who was taken up in the whirlwind. We have two different people in the Bible. I think there were probably more and there have been in history that were just taken. They didn't see death as we know it. Elijah is one of them. You know who the other one was? Named in the Bible? The book of Genesis. It was Enoch. He was just taken, the Bible says. Maybe it's kind of a form of a pre-rapture. Because we know that will happen one day when the Lord returns. But this is this Elijah and this Elijah. They were just simply on a journey. And I'll say to the seniors, I'll say to myself, I'll say to Jim Martin, we're all on a journey. And how did we know that our journey would end up here? God has given us a free will on this journey. These seniors have got a free will. We are given opportunities to make choices and decisions. And you and I all know that when we make certain choices and decisions, there are consequences that come with those choices, good or bad. You make choices, sometimes the consequences are good, sometimes they're terrible. And then on top of that, besides choices and decisions we make, they may have general consequences to them. On top of that, many things will happen on their journey, but have happened on your journey and will continue to happen on your journey that are completely outside of our control. And I've had those. I'm glad God didn't tell me everything that was going to happen along the way. It would be mind-boggling to us. We couldn't handle it. So you too, I pastor you, I know, I know in your faces, you face things that you had no clue that were going to be on the journey. So that's a reality. And, and then on this journey, it just keeps rolling. I quote a preacher by the name of Clark Pope. Some of you know Brother Clark Pope. He preached a sermon one time called, Life is So Daily. I quote that a lot to the staff. Life is so daily. In other words, it just keeps coming on this journey. It, it, it don't ever stop. It just keeps rolling. On this journey, I want to have put up on the screen a question that needs to be confronted daily while you're on the journey. I put it in two different forms. One question is, and I encourage the seniors to take this with you, when you're on this journey, where am I, where am I in terms of my relationship with God? You ought to ask that every day. To put it in simple terms for me to understand it, and I ask this question, how is it with me and Jesus today? Great question to ask along the journey, and I would encourage these students, don't ever stop asking that question. No matter where the journey takes you, each day, check up on that. How is it with me and Jesus? Because he's with us on the journey, or at least he wants to be. So ask these questions. The ultimate goal for Elisha was for him to have more of God on this journey. What is your goal? You notice that on the journey, one of the things that Elisha asked was, he said, I want a double portion of the Spirit of God. I want a double portion of the anointing of this Spirit that is upon Elijah. That's a bold statement. But if you'll, again, read it out in the Bible, you'll see that Elisha is recorded in there twice as many powerful miracles as Elijah did. But, but at the heart of it, all Elisha wanted was just more of God. That's the same thing you need to want on your journey. Is I, I just, I want more of God. 
does your journey include wanting more of God? I've quoted this statement for several years. I don't know who I first said it, who I heard say it. Each of us has as much of God as we want. I don't like that because it, it, it makes you think. It's kind of disturbing. But each of us has as much of God as we want. Elisha wanted more. Does your journey include wanting more of God? This sermon and its contents are, are not new to most of us. But it is an often needed reminder and a challenge that no matter where we are on this journey, to seek and to pursue more of God is always a worthy goal. So that's the goal. It's just to want more of God. To ask daily, how, how is it, Harvey, with you and Jesus? Many of you, and me included, have had to face some things that we had no idea that were going to be a part of our journey. Some of you are facing them now. Ken Case and Bill Burnett. I see him back there. Medical things that come against us that we had no idea. Curveballs and decisions and choices that people around us might make that absolutely bring us to our knees. But what a great place to be to just want more of God in the middle of it. I want to share a proverb with you that, again, is not new. For me, it's ought to be memorized in your top five verses. And I've preached it before, but I'm going to put this scripture up here. This scripture comes from uh, the Good News Translation. I memorized this when I was, uh, I was about 14 years old. You may have memorized it in the King James, but either way it comes out, it sounds good. But I still quote it when I was about 14 years old, and I've used it hundreds of times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and He will show you the right way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all thy ways, and He shall direct your paths. That's King James Version. It says the same thing, but I like the old way. Never rely on what you think you know. Because a lot of times I try to rely on what I think I know. And God says, Harvey, just trust me. Don't try to figure it all out. Just trust me and include me. Acknowledge me. And that's what I would say to the seniors. Whatever decision you make in your career, because in the next four or five years, you're going to be making decisions that will be a part of your life. You're very possibly making a decision for a spouse. You ought to ask God, is this okay? Is this all right with you, God? He just simply wants us to acknowledge Him. And most of us know that a lot of times there's not a lightning bolt that goes off or there's angels that stand up and give you the right answer when you're seeking things. No, God treats us like children, just like we do with our kids. My daughter Audra here, she's a nurse. If she'd have decided to change decision in college and said, Mom and Dad, I, I don't think I'm going to be a nurse anymore. I think I want to become a teacher or, or whatever. You know what we would have said? Amen. Just keep God first in your life. You make that choice and that decision. So a lot of times God just wants us to use our common sense. And sometimes there's not always a clear-cut answer. Sometimes there is. But sometimes there's not. Sometimes He says, I'm just so glad you included me. Now this may sound silly, but God wants you to include Him in everything. Lana and I recently bought a truck. I prayed about it. God, is this okay with you? You see, all I did was include Him. 
Now, I didn't have any great revelation. Yes, go buy this vehicle on this particular day, and thou shalt have transportation. No, I... But I included it. How is it with me and my relationship with God? How is it with you and Jesus? Sometimes God's just delighted that you included Him on whatever it is. And He says, go ahead and make a decision. I'll bless you either way. My grace is going to be on your journey no matter what. Go ahead and make the best decision you can. And we do. And yes, though, there are those times that He gives us a revelation. But most of the time, He doesn't. But I encourage you to memorize the Scripture. I used this passage this week with counseling with two different people. I said you need to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. One of them was making some very difficult choices. I said, well, you just need to trust in the Lord. Never rely on what you think you know. You just remember the Lord in this decision. He'll help direct your path. And then you've got to let go of it and do the best you can. The story in 2 Kings is about the journey of Elisha as he followed the prophet Elijah. Gilgah is mentioned, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. And most of us know we've been to all those places. You don't know what I mean. We don't know, we don't know where we're going to be traveling to. We go to different places and all of a sudden we find ourselves standing at the Jordan or we're there in Jericho or a new place in our life. This is the way Elisha found himself. But you'll notice this. Elisha had a purpose. He had a plan. And he was persistent to complete his journey. As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I'll not leave you. I'm sticking with you. I'm staying with you. He had a purpose. He had a plan. And he was persistent along the way. I encourage you seniors to have a purpose and have a plan. And be persistent in it. But make sure God's in it. Don't leave him out. Don't ever leave him out. I'll close you with some words that the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, this is the last letter that he wrote. You hear his opening line. He says in verse 6, 2 Timothy 4, 6, The time of my departure is at hand. Those are dying words. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight on this journey. I've finished the race on this journey, and I've kept the faith on this journey. And finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved His appearing. We're on a journey. But our goal is to get there and stand before our Savior, and bow down and worship Him. Purpose, plan, and persistence. That's what we saw in Elisha. It's what we see in the Apostle Paul. We're going to pray that we'll see this in your lives one day when you tell your testimony. Some of the journey may be tough, Madison. It may not be what you expect, but just include God in it. We're on a journey but he's the go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we bless you today and praise you. God, with tears in my eyes, I, I look back over my journey and I, uh, some of the things I didn't expect. Some of the things I didn't want. 
But I can testify that I have had you all the way through it. I pray that we can all have that testimony. That God was with me. And again, I go back to 2 Timothy 1.12. I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that God is able to keep that which I commit unto Him until that day. God bless all of us on this journey. And may we leave here today and ask you, how is it between us? We pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.